0: Hello, I'm Father Dan Cerritore from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. So this is a celebration for each and everyone here who have received the baptism of Jesus. Uh, Through baptism, we become children of God, we become believers of Jesus, and also bearers of the Holy Spirit. Do you know when you were baptized? Do you celebrate it? It's a challenge for you and me, no? you know, as a human person, we are birthed into the world by our mothers, you know, and we celebrate that every year no? uh, when we become part of the human family. But there's a, a new blessing, too, that the Lord has given us that through our baptism, uh, some, I think, majority of us here will be baptized when we were babies, but some of you. As an adult, have chosen to be part of the RCIA program, no? uh, the rites for Christian initiation for adults. That you made a choice to become part of God's family and believers of Jesus, and also bearers of the Holy Spirit. So today is the, if you like, no, we can celebrate all our baptism. Just uh, a few uh, reflection images, no, before I give you some of the main points that we have for today. As i mentioned at the beginning, you know, uh, Jesus didn't need to be baptized by the baptism of John. The baptism of John is a water baptism for repentance, meaning it's an external expression that you're turning away from a life of sin and you're coming back to God. You know, it's an external expression To be able to say, I repent. And I choose to go back to God. Now, for Jesus, as you can remember in another gospel, John was saying, you don't have to be baptized. I should be the one to be baptized by you. Why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, let's do this to fulfill the law. To fulfill the scripture. To fulfill the word of God. So, when I was praying and I was listening to some of the commentaries about the baptism, no? uh, just that images here, no, water. No? The water did not cleanse Jesus because he has no sin. But it's actually the opposite. That when Jesus underwent baptism, when he was immersed, that's the meaning of word baptism is to be immersed. No, to be submerged and be filled over all. No? To be baptized is not just pouring up little water, which we do now. <laughs> it's actually very symbolic, no? to be immersed, to be submerged, to be overwhelmed by the presence of Christ, the presence of the Spirit. No? So for Jesus to be immersed in the water, it was actually the opposite. He consecrated the water. No, he made complete the water, of, water baptism of John. No? So for John, that was an external expression to return to the Lord. No? But when Jesus was baptized and then the Holy Spirit descended on him, he heard the voice of the Father confirming who he is, no? the beloved Son of the Father, the Son of God, then he made the water Holy that after his death and resurrection, all baptism, in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, is not just an external expression of our relationship with God, but actually an inward transformation, an inner change brought about by the power of God's, of Christ, and also of the Holy Spirit. So, what do we mean by this? No? For us as children who were baptized when we were children, how many of you are baptized as a children? Okay, how many of you as an adult choose to follow Jesus? Very good. And for some of us here, or for some of you here who are not yet baptized, uh, maybe you can consider, no? So what does it mean for us, no? That we receive the baptism of Jesus? Now, as an adult, that can be a choice to say, okay, I want more of what faith and life can offer. I have heard and I have experienced God, I have experienced Jesus, and want to receive more the new life uh, from Him. But for us children, it was actually our parents and our godparents who said, yes, you know, I want what Jesus offer." to be available for my child, for my daughter, or for my son. Now, it's a beautiful faith because baptism can be an external external expression that we want the new life that is available through faith, but at the same time, it has to be an interior change. For some of us who have to journey later on, we have to make a choice to actually live the grace that we have received. Now we have to make a choice to act and make decision and choose and to live a life that is pleasing to the Lord, that is according to the life that Jesus is calling you and me. So meaning that baptism is both gift and also responsibility, you know? A gift, we didn't earn it, it was a given to us, you no? Know? Jesus earned it through his death and resurrection for us, you know? So it's a gift, it's freely given to those who desire baptism, but at the same time, it's a responsibility that you and I have to make you know, to use this gift, you know? It's, uh, when I was in university and I was uh, just beginning to listen to the Christian message, no? I wasn't following the Lord then, there was a beautiful illustration. No? Uh, it was a skit, no, actually, and, and someone gave a very beautiful gift no, to another person. And in that gift, there's a, a lot of resources, a lot of uh, grace, help. You know, whatever, but that person just took the box and put it in his cupboard and then he didn't even open it. You know? But the thing for us is that the gift of the Lord is not just a box. You know? It was actually opened by the faith of our parents and as an adult, your faith, it was given to you and it was actually opened, you know? but we're not using it well if I can say it like that. No? So each and every one of us have to learn what does it mean to be baptized? What does it mean to be a Christian? What are the gifts and graces that are available for me? And how can we use it? So I'd just like to give you three points to reflect on this. No? Uh, and if you're considering to be a Christian, no, this is a very basic teaching, but it's very powerful. If you actually use it, if you actually live it. No? The first one is that the Father affirm who Jesus is. You are my son, the beloved. You're the one I love. With you, I am well pleased. With whom my favor rests, no? I am pleased with you. So when we receive baptism when we are reborn in water and anointed by the Spirit of Jesus, you and I become children of God. You and I become the beloved children of God by adoption. Jesus is the only begotten Son, but because of him and because of our baptism, we become adopted children of God. St. John, in his letter, says we are children of God, beloved, he said, we are children of God, for that is who we are. Now, how much have you embraced this in your life? I'm still learning to embrace this, no? Because most of the time I look at my own failings and mistakes and I feel discouraged. And those thoughts and those... uh, thinking uh, allowed me to feel some sense of unworthiness, or guilt, or shame, which is very natural human emotions. You know? And then I started to think, oh, maybe I'm not a child of God anymore because of what I did. You know, that's the wrong way to look upon it. You, know? you and I were made children of God, not because of our own performance or efforts or holiness, but because of the death and resurrection of Jesus for you. For God so loved the world that he sent his only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. Now, eternal life, life everlasting, is available for you and me because of Jesus. Only in Jesus can we have eternal life. You know, only in Jesus and through his baptism, we become children of God. Now, how much have you actually believed this? And how much have you actually relate to God through this reality, you know, this spiritual reality for us? What does it mean to be a beloved child of God? You know, that faith is not just a duty that we perform, but it's actually a relationship that we can enjoy. Faith is not just about living a life that is holy and pleasing to God, but there is also room for mercy and compassion. Catholic faith or Christian life is not just about going to heaven, but actually becoming a child of God to the people next to you, in front of you, or around you. Uh, last week, I did a series on a daily mass, you know, being transformed by love. And it's very powerful you know, that because of love, we can actually do great things. Because of the love of God within us, we can actually do great things. Now, We need to hear this again and again because um, I don't know know, how many studies have done. Um, We need a lot of affirmation. We need a lot of confirmation of who we are. So, baptism reveals, baptism of Jesus reveals to us that we are also children of God, that you and I are beloved of the Father. And every day we need to hear this. You are my beloved. You are the one I love. Now, when you hear these words and you still think, oh, but this is what I've done. This is my past. This is my inclination. That's still very self-centered. What Jesus is inviting us, I believe, in this celebration is that, yes, that's the reality of your life. But do you want to stay there? No? Your baptism has given you a new way to look into life and to move forward. And what God is doing for us when he says, you are my child, you are my beloved. You know, he is seeing us with the eyes of love and because of what Jesus has done for us. If you embrace this first, that you are totally and unconditionally loved by the Father, then our repentance will be more meaningful. Our conversion will become more meaningful. Our faith in Jesus will become more powerful. Why? Because it's not based anymore on our performance, on our personal holiness, but by the life and the Spirit of Jesus made available for us. This is very basic. And, as many of you, like me, we have amnesia. We forget. That's why the second point now, the Eucharist is available for us. And if you remember in the consecration, it says, do this in memory of me. Sacrament is not just a remembering of what Jesus did, but it's a making present of what he has done and it's made available for you and me. So what does baptism re- reveals to us is that we can now share you know, in the Lord's Supper. That because of your baptism, you see, you need to be baptized first before you, need, you can take communion. Because of your baptism, no, the Lord, and because you are now a child of God, you can celebrate the meal of the family of God. That you are now a believer of Jesus, a follower of the Lord, a disciple of Jesus. Now, this is the portion that we can evaluate ourselves and say, am I living my life no, my thoughts, my words, and my action, is it reflecting the identity that I have? No, after you and I have received this message that you are totally, acceptor, totally acceptable to God and you're unconditionally loved by the Father, then as believer of Jesus, we can now live and move and think and speak and act you know, as believers of Jesus and what do we need to do you know, is that to reflect on the Eucharist how does a follower of Jesus live is that of self-giving love you know, this is my body for you this is my blood poured out for you you, know, you see here as baptized people, this is not just for our own personal holiness. This is not just for our own personal salvation, but this is actually about becoming like Jesus. So the Lord has started the grace and the work that he needs to do through our baptism But when you participate in the Eucharist, you are receiving the body and blood of the Lord, which means you are receiving His presence. And it says here, in the first reading, it says, here is my servant whom I uphold, my soul delights in him. I have sent my spirit so that he can open the eyes of the blind, to free captives from prisons and those who live in darkness from the dungeon. No? That you and I, as believers of Jesus, we are also servants, servants of the Lord. Now, you have to remember, no? For some of us, we think that we are servant first to become a child of God. We have to work and we have to be holy. It's actually the other way around, no? that you are made children first and recipient of God's love for you. And because of that, out of gratitude, out of the grace and the love that we have received, then we want to serve. No? So it's not that we're serving so we can earn our spot in the table of the Lord. No, it's the other way around. He made you and me as children of God so we can share you know, in the love of the Father, and because of that, we want to serve. So it's not out of duty anymore, but it's out of love. And some of you serve well by your actions, by your lifestyle. You know, some of you serve well as you know, the businesses that you have, the roles that you have in the society, the skills that you have. You know? As a doctor, as a lawyer, as a nurse as a grandparent, a father, a mother, a teacher, you know, what does it mean for you to love like Jesus you know, in the vocation that the Lord has given you? What does it mean to you to be a believer of the Lord in the field that you have chosen to serve the Lord? Lastly, you know, through our baptism, the Lord has given you a spiritual power so it's not just natural skills and talents and brains and knowledge that we have. You have been given spiritual power. You see, in the second reading, uh, it says here, no? I think, uh, it Peter talking to Cornelius? He's saying, God has anointed him, no, God has anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit, with power, and because God was with him, Jesus went about doing good and curing all who had fallen into the power of the devil. God was with Jesus. The Spirit of God is in Jesus. Now, that's the same thing for us. We are baptized and we have received the Holy Spirit. We're not just beloved children of God and believers of Jesus. We are also bearers of the Holy Spirit. Because it's not just... No, I think it was St. Paul who was saying that we are contending not just the principalities and the power of this world, but we're actually contending with spiritual battle. That the evil... Spirit, the devil, is actually real. And we cannot combat the devil and the evil spirit with our own natural abilities. That's why as children of God, through baptism, we are bearers of the Holy Spirit. Because God was with him and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit was with Jesus, he served with power and he was able to set free those who are captives, those who are captured by the evils of this world and the devil. This is not to make you scared. No, this is the church teaching. (laughs) That you and I are not just contending with the physical reality, we are also contending with spiritual battle, with spiritual powers. And the only way for us to do that is to exercise in faith the power that we have received. Now, if you're scared, it means you're giving more power to the evil one. You know, God in Jesus has already overcome the devil. Death was already conquered by Jesus. The victory is already won by the Lord. But the devil is still trying to snatch you know, people towards himself. So my encouragement for you, you know, is to give space to yourself. You know? My challenge for you, remember your baptismal date. You know? And then just really claim these three truths that uh, is preached to you today. That you are beloved son or daughter of the Father. That you are believers of Jesus. That you are a follower of the Lord. And because of that, you want to live like him. And thirdly, that you have the presence of the Holy Spirit. That wherever you go, these three things will not be taken away from you. And if you fall, if you sin, Remember that there is no condemnation in Christ, that the Lord is ready to accept you as soon as we return to Him through repentance. So celebrate who you are as beloved children of God. Exercise your power through faith in Jesus and the presence of the Holy Spirit. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.